before we get to this episode of the Squadcast podcast, we want to tell you about another show we think you'll enjoy, and it's recorded on Squadcast. Hi, I'm Lindsay Hicks. And I'm Aaron Rubin Corny. Together, we host Human Values, a comedy game show where we, our guests, and you, the listeners, debate what's your price to do some absolutely bananas tasks. <laughs> so if you want to know how much Kel Mitchell would have to be paid to cook his meals with orange soda, or what Lindsay here has to be paid to have the world's loudest pea stream, come play along. You can find Human Values wherever you get your podcasts. And come tell us your price at humanvaluespodcast.com. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Squadcast Podcast. I'm Paige Friend, host of The Beach Speaks. Squadcast is a cloud recording studio that empowers creators to record audio and video in studio quality with anyone, anywhere, and at any time. You can learn more about Squadcast and start a free trial at squadcast.fm. On the Squadcast podcast, you'll hear discussions about the podcast and creator industries, and you'll hear updates from the Squadcast team. You'll get podcast recommendations, creator tips, and so much more. The Squadcast team also loves to show off the creators who use Squadcast to record their shows. So from time to time, you'll hear feed drops from other podcasts. Today is one of those episodes. In just a moment, you'll hear an episode of my podcast, The Beach Speaks. On the episode I've selected, Beach Rituals and Being Beach Body Ready, you'll hear fellow squadcaster and the host of Allyship is a Verb, Chris Angel Murphy, share their favorite beach rituals. And what starts off as a lighthearted conversation about salt baths, hypnotherapy, and cruising the beaches around Los Angeles, it soon becomes a somewhat vulnerable conversation where Chris Angel opens up about their beach body experience. And I learn that to some, being beach body ready has a whole different meaning. Okay, let's get to this episode of The Beach Speaks. Hello, friends and fellow lovers of all things beachy. Welcome to The Beach Speaks. I'm your host and beach lover, Paige Friend, sharing conversations and stories to help you reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. Whether they're an entrepreneur, a conscious creator, or just someone who loves the beach, all my guests have a story to tell about what makes the beach the place to be. So grab a cool drink, sit back in your beach chair, stick your toes in the sand, and join me for this episode of The Beach Speaks. Hey, beach lovers. Let's talk beach rituals for a minute. Do you have any? And if so, what makes them so meaningful? Is it healing? Connection? Well, to explore these ideas, I invited a fellow podcaster and beach lover, Chris Angel Murphy, to talk about their favorite beach rituals. And what started out as a fun conversation about salt baths, hypnotherapy, and cruising the beaches around Los Angeles quickly morphed into the topic of having the perfect beach body. I mean, let's face it. 
Haven't we all been a little anxious about not having the perfect beach body or felt self-conscious wearing a bathing suit in public when all of your insecurities are laid bare on the beach towel where everyone can judge those body parts that you prayed would look different? What if bearing your body felt not just uncomfortable, it actually felt unsafe? Well, that was Chris Angel's experience, and even though they said parts of it felt a little embarrassing to tell, I feel like it was a beautiful opportunity to share and to honor ourselves as we are. Their story is at times humorous and yet self-affirming and authentic, and that's what makes them so relatable. And while you might not feel like rushing to the nearest topless beach after listening to this episode, Perhaps you'll feel a little less anxious about being beach body ready the next time you put on that bathing suit and head out for some sun, sand, and surf. Because, as Chris Angel says, everyone is beach body ready. Welcome, Chris Angel, to the podcast. How are you? Thanks so much for having me, Paige. I'm sleepy, but great. How about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i kind of the same. We were talking before we pressed the record button about giving ourselves permission to kind of ease into the week and that this being a Monday as we're recording, I feel like I have to be like on it, out the gate, just going. And it just doesn't happen that much for me. So I'm giving my permission, give myself permission to just relax, take it easy, ease into the week and let it flow. So that's, that's where I am today. A hundred percent. I think I learned a few months back that, you know what, Mondays are just rough. There's stuff waiting for you sometimes from like Friday, late Friday, the weekend. And like, I just need a moment to catch up to all that before I can figure out, okay, cool. What do I need to do this week? So yeah, that. I have very low expectations of myself on Mondays because (laughs) of all of the catch up. I wanted to ask you the question, how does the beach speak to you? The beach speaks to me by saying, it just, it just helps me to feel connected to everyone and, and everything there's it feels like i have this when i'm there it feels like i have this direct connection to the universe and everything and i feel like things are okay and that for the most part i'm safe and taken care of especially when i do my ritual well one of the things that i love about this podcast is that i get to meet so many different people with so many different experiences, and it's the beach that connects us all. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about where you are now. I know you're in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And maybe what you're doing there right now, you have a podcast, maybe you want to mention that. And then we'll talk about your experience with the beach and your life around that. Yeah, so I I was born in Los Angeles. I lived there up until August of 2019 and decided that I needed to move to Colorado in particular because 
it felt more in alignment with my values in terms of being somewhere beautiful, where people appreciate the outdoors, they take care of the outdoors, things like that. And I, I would hike a lot in Los Angeles and take advantage of the beach and things like that. But over the years, it just didn't feel like home anymore. And I didn't have a lot keeping me there. I, I jokingly tell people that all I really miss is a few things. I miss the beaches. I miss my friends. And I miss my sushi spot. Most everything else I could just, it's whatever for me. But I mean, there's the lovely culture out there in terms of food and things like that. So there's, there's parts of that I miss. But by and large, those are the things I truly miss. And I, I will say I've been loving Denver so far. And yeah, as far as my podcast goes, that's called Allyship is a Verb. And the kind of work that I do is I help educate people around LGBTQ plus topics. And so sometimes that means getting hired by companies or organizations to train their staff or consult, or I also have other kinds of ways that I can train or, or educate folks. And so one of them has been through the podcast and I basically interview other LGBTQ plus people about allyship in terms of times they've made mistakes, what their allyship tip is, and unearth more of their story as well so that we can just better understand that the LGBTQ plus community is so vast and diverse and there's so many different lived experiences and all of them are valid. So just amplifying those voices is really important to me. Um, but that's a little bit <laughs> very very little nutshell about me and, and what I do and how I wound up in Denver. Yeah, yeah. We were talking before about a certain experience that you would have at the beach. A, a I don't want to say, what is it, the word, uh, not tradition, but ritual that you would have. And I was super interested in hearing more about that. You were saying you couldn't very well replicate it in Denver, as I can understand, because... <laughs> <laughs> finding the ocean is a little difficult. So tell me more about that experience mm -hmm. and what you used to do. The more I thought about how much I wanted to share about this, I thought it'd be fun to kind of explore the background mm, of how this came to be. Yeah. So <laughs> this is really embarrassing on my part. I was going to the University of Southern California. I was getting my master's in social work and as as you go into the helping professions in that way, there's a lot that if you let it can just really just crack you open raw, like some wounds and stuff where you're like, oh, there's work to do. There's healing to do there. So I did what anyone does. Probably one of the most Los Angeles things I've ever done. I got a group on for hypnotherapy. And that is so, yeah. That, that's the listener so, can't like, see what? me, but I'm <laughs> like, I'm like yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's not weird to me. <laughs> it, But like L.A., and I, I like to like tease and make fun of L.A. being from there. So I, it feels very L.A., especially the Groupon part of that. But I, I, I think the most L.A. thing I've done so far was doing that salt water float. Yeah, I think that's the most L.A. thing I've done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny because I just bought a Groupon for floats 
for my brother and sister-in-law who live <laughs> in LA. Listen, I've I've done it once and I, I think it was an hour long and that was plenty because, you know, we're, we can be so attached to our devices and notifications and needing to feel connected and being connected and whatever. And I, it, it was, it was rough at first. And, and then like I eased into it, then I got more comfortable with it. You know, and the one I had was lovely because there was enough space in there for me. You could turn lights off and on and you could like, I think, change the color of the lights. And there was a music track you had to pick ahead of time if you wanted that. And I just tried to pick like the most chill, serene, nature-y thing that they had through their guidance. And so it was a wonderful experience. But when I think about all of like... <laughs> you know, the stereotypes and, and stuff of LA. That's one of the things I just allowed myself to do. Um, so no regrets. And I would do it again. But I think you have to be in a certain mindset and a certain place to do that. And I think, you know, when we think of being off the grid, going away for a weekend or something, you know, to recharge and restore, we go off to the mountains or something. Like to me, this is no different than that, like that particular practice. Um, so anyways, going back to my original story, <laughs> I just needed to take that little detour so people know what they're getting with me. But this the healer that I found who did hypnotherapy, because I, I was just trying to do other things that weren't talk therapy anymore. I was kind of talked out, like I was kind of done talking and just needed other ways of finding healing. And so I wanted to explore that. And the healer that I found, she had other offerings. So thanks to her, I came across things like Reiki and constellation work, among other practices. But one of my favorite tips that she gave me, because I can have a hard time letting go of things, and she knew that I loved the beach and I would go there regularly. But how that practice came to be was that maybe about at least once a month or so, I'd drive all the way out to Leo Carrillo because... It was a little bit further away um, from some of the beaches that people may be familiar with. And is that north of LA, south of LA? Yeah, it was it's that... just like a little bit more north of Malibu in particular. Okay. And okay. Mm -hmm. it's a pretty nice spot for photographers to do like, you know, just different kinds of shoots and stuff. And so usually I would see very small, like either families or couples or, or things like that getting shots done there every now and then. So it's not like running out to Venice Beach no. or Santa Monica. Yeah, those and <laughs> yeah, like those, those can be so busy and and dirty and Yeah. <laughs> so many yeah. But yeah, so this was tucked further away. It also had this really easy to get to for me like cliff where I could just sort of tower over everything and you know, just sit there and be peaceful, so maybe I would bring like some sort of pasta salad dinner or just something that was easy for me to eat. And I'd watch a sunset because that was my favorite part was watching the sunset. And I, so I was encouraged by this healer um, that I ended up working with for years and in, in different capacities. She was like, okay, go to the beach and think about things that you need to release and then come up with some sort of symbol for those and then go up to the sand at the part where you know the waves are going to be able to come in and time it, you know, just right that, for example, if you're experiencing money trouble, then maybe you draw like a dollar sign 
And if you have, you know, relationship trouble, maybe you do a heart or something. It, it, it really just matters that it has significance to you and you know what it means because that's part of the intention that you're setting. And so I would find like a stick or a rock or, or something and, you know, draw these different symbols in the sand. And usually there'd be like two or three things that I'd be drawing out and then, you know, step back and then let the waves take those for you. And what was brilliant about it is that it was pretty quick. You know, I, you know, almost as soon as I would write it down or something, depending on where like the tide was and everything, like it would take it pretty quickly. And so that physical act of releasing it to the universe and letting the universe take care of it for me just felt very much in alignment with what I needed because I mean, nature just really resets me. I'm grounded in nature. I have to be very intentional about making sure I'm spending time in nature. And, you know, now that I don't have the beach anymore here in Denver, <laughs> we have like a man-made one, but it is not the same. But, you know, now that I don't have it, I'm just finding I'm really missing that practice because there was just something very, well, everything about it was grounding because, you know, the pleasant sounds the watching something get taken so quickly, you know, just all, all of these different factors, like feeling the sand beneath my feet, all, all of that, like added to this very rich experience. So yeah, I, I cannot duplicate that in Denver. I have yet to figure out how to duplicate that in Denver. And especially in a way that doesn't like harm the environment or something like that. But yeah, it was just, it was such a great practice for me. And, and even if that meant that sometimes I was writing some of the same things every month or whatever, you know, it still just felt great because I, I really do feel that every time I did that practice, I let go more and more of worrying about those things working out or stressing over them. And so, yeah, just from start to finish, it was a really great practice for me. Yeah. Or just the, the knowing that you don't have to hang on to it for any for long it that the the waves will take it away quick and so you those fears those vulnerabilities those whatever mm -hmm. uh, emotions that you want to let go attachments just get swept away so quickly and so you know okay they come and go like waves and that you even though things don't magically disappear forever you know that when it comes back it'll it'll pass as quickly as that wave came and took it right I'm imagining this trip I had recently down the California coast and we stopped at various beaches along the way. And, and I can just envision the rocks and sitting there and, and the power of those waves crashing up on the rocks, but then walking out onto that sand and just feeling that water uh, washing up, just the whole sensory thing. It just really brings back that feeling of the energy and the the sunsets on the Pacific coast really are really beautiful, just spectacular. So I can imagine that, that whole scenario being very healing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think what's cool too is sometimes people that get into things like Reiki and all that, they'll say it's like they're hippy dippy or whatever, you know, spiritual practices and stuff. We, we can sort of downplay it, which is silly because if we get so much healing and all from it, then why are we downplaying something that does that for us? But sometimes 
I would invite friends to go along with me for that whole experience and including the part where I'm like, hey, is there anything you need to release? Because I'm going to go do this. And I think because especially we were doing that together, you know, and they felt more comfortable with me because these were some more of my like inner circle friends. These weren't just like any friends I would bring or whatever on on these trips that I would do. And again, it wasn't all the time, maybe, but like a few times a year. But it was nice because I just felt so connected to everything, especially when I was able to bring someone else. And, you know, I, I never asked what they wrote. I never asked what it meant to them. I mean, especially if I were close enough to them anyway, then I probably already knew to some degree what it might be. But it just felt like a nice little personal and private practice. And it just felt good to share that with other people because it's just not something, I don't know, just anyone would think of on their own, I don't think. Yeah, there is something to be said in gathering a group of your circle. I have a group of, of, I call my goddess girlfriends. We have a little goddess group and every once in a while we'll go out to the beach and have a little drum circle or something like that and do the same thing and collectively just walk out to the water and toss shells and whatever represents our letting go. And it's, it's really a beautiful experience to share with others. And like you said, you don't really have to know specifically what everybody's releasing. It's just that the doing of it. And I guess that leads me to ask you more about your experience with the beach did and how it connects you in certain ways to yourself. I know when I'm thinking about the beach and when I mentioned the beach to most people, everybody thinks about, oh, the sun and the sand and how, you know, my stress goes away and just all of these beautiful, positive things. But we don't think so much about the vulnerability that it can bring out. And some of those fears and insecurities we have about ourselves and life in general and all of that. So I'm wondering if you want to speak to that in any, in any way, your experience maybe. Absolutely. Well, my last name is Murphy and my understanding is that stands for sea warrior. So I've always felt this connection to water in general. I was very fortunate where I grew up. We had a pool in our building. And so with the exception of that year, we had the OJ Simpson trial. My my dad and grandma were just glued to that. There, there was very little pool time that summer <laughs> because and I was I was itty bitty, just to give context. I was itty bitty and I was just upset because I couldn't go in the pool because they were just glued to the news. But yeah, I mean, you know, even in high school, anytime I got to go with folks, because I didn't have my own car for a long time. And where I lived, I lived in the San Fernando Valley. So if you wanted to go to the beach, it was at least a good 30, 40 minutes or so, depending, especially if you had to go through uh, the canyons, if you're going to like closer to Malibu or, or a place like that. And so some of my earlier memories of the beach would be with friends where we did what I call the loop. And so I would like text my friend Tia or something because she had a car and it'd be like, hey, Tia, do you want to do the loop? And it'd be like late on, I don't know, 
any night. It didn't really matter which night it was. Is this like cruising? Kind of, kind of. So, <laughs> okay. So okay. <laughs> what we would do is, you know, in, in LA, there's like a million freeways. It's hard to keep all of them right, especially if you're not from there. But, you know, we would take like five different freeways to do this loop that would take us along to the ocean. And we'd be there and it'd be late at night. And sometimes we'd be able to pull over and just listen to it, just look into the vast darkness. And I think there was something about that that just made us feel smaller and like, oh, yeah, we're just like ants in this thing called life. There's so much more out there, you know, we're we're yeah, just like the humbling experience of it. And there's other ways I've done that practice, too, by either looking at stars or you know, being on a freeway overpass and just seeing all the cars going. It's like, yeah, I'm just like one one person in all of this kind of thing, you know, like perspective setting. Yeah, but just a little drop in the ocean exactly. or a star in the sky. All of those. Yeah. And, but it was so nice. And one of the times Tia and I did that. So I, I identify as transgender and non-binary and queer. And my friend Tia is part of this friend group where some of us, ended up coming out as under the LGBTQ plus umbrella, but we're, we would always joke, well, what about Tia? What happened to Tia? Cause she's straight. <laughs> and so, and so over the years we've known each other for a very long time. And over the years we'd find ourselves in like romantic situations where we didn't mean to, and we'd never tried dating or anything like that. Everything was always strictly platonic, but there was one night we were doing the loop and we ended up at the ocean and there was this, amazing storm happening and, and we were safe and all of that but you just saw the lightning striking off into the ocean like far away and it was so magical because contrasted with again the vast darkness of the spot we were at it was just brilliant watching that and so she just kind of yeah she just kind of looked at me and was just like why why do we keep ending up in romantic situations so that that's one of my favorite memories and and part of that loop, too, is, you know, I, I didn't do it with very many friends. There were certain friends that I would do that with. But part of it, too, was singing really cheesy pop music that was, like, super embarrassing, but, like, that we were fine doing, you know, because, like, it just it ended up being about, like, an hour. The loop would take a little over an hour to do. And it was just like a it was something to do. It, it We loved being able to, like, go through the canyons and and all of that and, you know, have the windows down when we could and just... I don't know. There's there's this book I have that it's one of my favorite books ever. It's a YA novel called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And one of my favorite quotes from that book is, and in that moment, I swear, we felt infinite. And how I've interpreted it is that it's that moment where you just feel so connected to everything and everyone and life is just feeling really good. And there's a scene, usually when that the infinite pieces come up in the in the YA novel or in the movie they made from it, it's them driving in a truck through a tunnel and they have a song blasting. That's like really great. You know, it's just like, it's that feeling. And so that just, I, I come back to that quote, but you know, those are some of my more earlier memories with the, the beach. And then, you know, over time I started finding community queer and trans community. And there was a beach further south that I, I can't recall the name of it off the top of my head, but it was the only place where you could have a bonfire, but you had to have people staking it out all day to claim it so that if you wanted it at night, you know, then that that's what you had to do. And so, 
you know, I'd, I'd have memories like that. But what's interesting is when you talked about the piece of vulnerability and not just from singing cheesy pop music <laughs> that you don't want anyone to know that you know or whatever, but, you know, when, when I think of vulnerability as someone who's transgender, I mean, the, the beach can be such a vulnerable place for us because, well, I mean, there's just so many reasons, but I, I think of that coupled with the quote unquote beach body ready and, and LA living in LA. One of the parts honestly didn't like about it was I did feel judged all of the time. I didn't feel like I was attractive enough. I didn't feel thin enough. I didn't feel, you know, just all of these things. And so then when you added in the trans part too, I just, I never felt comfortable going shirtless for example, because number one, I was fat. And I, I don't say that as like, a way to be mean to myself. I just use it as a descriptor and there's a lot of people reclaiming it. So I just want to give that preface. So there's that part. But the other part of it is too, as part of my particular journey to being non-binary, how that's felt for me is part of my medical transition. And I'm, I'm very particular about when and where I decide to share this. And it's not something I would want anyone to ask me or ask anyone else just to give a little bit of that. <laughs> it's hard to take the educator hat off moment. But when I had top surgery to remove my chest, I was really looking forward to having a flat chest and being able to go to the beach and be shirtless and just have that lived experience. And every year after I had top surgery, which was about 2013 or so, every year after that, I would say, okay, this is the year where for at least like 15 minutes, I'm going to walk around shirtless. And then it would change. And I, I, I could, cause I could never bring myself to do it. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to bring someone who I love and who I know loves me platonically or otherwise. And then I'm going to do it. Cause maybe having that person with me but year after year, I could never work up the nerve to do it. I would still go. I would still do my rituals. I would still do the loop with friends, even though it was well after high school and, and college and all that. But I could never bring myself to do it because for trans people, and you know, I'm really just trying to speak to my own experience here. For me, I was worried with the, with the top surgery I had, there was scarring, especially around like, my nipples and, and things like that. And I just, you know, I've, I've had part of like my trans history and has been, and, and experiences have been that, how do I want to say this? When it comes to things that are loaded, like this idea of passing as a particular gender it's just created such anxiety in me because for a good chunk of my life from I'm talking early elementary school up until I started transitioning and, and eventually medically hit a point where people would look at me and assume I was a guy. I was constantly getting asked, are you a boy or girl and all of this stuff. And sometimes people were being funny. Sometimes people were genuinely confused and and, you know, it was really hard to feel like, you know, and like I, <laughs> I don't know, it was just hard to exist in that space because 
the older I got, the less cute people thought it was because they're like, oh, you're not a tomboy now. What what are you doing? Or you are a tomboy, but why are you still doing this? You're older now kind of thing. And and so it just got to be a lot. So when it comes to me being in a space that can be so vulnerable, such as a beach or anywhere, there's there's bodies and there's like an emphasis on that. A locker room, even a bathroom. I just get so scared. And so I just, I keep telling myself and it's still some like a someday goal to go back to the ocean, be shirtless. And, you know, it's entirely possible. I could spend again, the 15 minutes doing that and, you know, see how that feels and, and, and do, you know, decide if I want to do that again or whatever, but it's just such a big deal for me because I just don't want people looking or laughing or staring or asking me why my chest looks the way it does if they're scarring like oh did you have like a medical condition or or even worse if someone might what we call like clock me and perceive me to be trans and then cause me harm and so it's such a complicated thing so like i said it's not even just like the trans part it's also because of how my body looks present day and how I've absolutely heard people just be so mean, especially in LA saying things like, Oh, why is that person wearing that? Or, you know, whatever. So it's like, I just, I think of that magnified at the beach. And so that's why it doesn't feel like a safer space. And I, I know that there's been folks like queer and trans folks can sometimes gather and go together and then there's safety in numbers, but it's just, I've gotten to a point where I just get so angry because it's like everyone is beach body ready. Everyone should have a right to go to the beach if they want to. And we shouldn't be making fun of each other. We shouldn't be taking photos and throwing it on Instagram, like with puking faces and stuff. But this is a reality, unfortunately, of our societies that people do that. And so I don't know when and where I'm finally going to have the confidence to say, you know what? I don't care. I'm doing this anyway. I was I was going to make a suggestion or ask you if you've tried going out uh, alone, maybe in the evening, and um, just strip down and and get in the water and and feel that and just have the the water, the ocean, embrace that would which is you, and you can just feel that. I I say that because one of my rituals. A, a few years ago, when both my parents were going through some really challenging health issues, and they were reaching 80, and my mother actually passed away from a, a, a sudden stroke, and my father wasn't too far behind. Uh, that being said, I, I was going through some stress, and they lived at Clearwater Beach, so I would go out to a, a very remote beach in the early, early morning to kind of prep myself for the day ahead and get some peace and serenity. And uh, I, before the beach officially opened and it was night, still the night sky with the moon was starting to go down and the sun was soon to come up and it was nobody around. I would just strip down and walk into the water and it was magical. I just, just the feeling of it, just the floating there and looking at that infinite sky and those stars. And it was really freeing and healing at the same time. And now, not to minimize your experience, because it wasn't to reveal a, a certain uh, 
vulnerability that you may feel, but it, it was still healing and it, it was mine to experience with, with nobody around, nobody to judge. I don't know if, if that, if you've tried that or you, you might want to try that just a suggestion. The Pacific ocean is so cold. <laughs> I'm just it thinking is. about doing that with no sun and there's no way to warm up. Great. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's true. Okay. Well, you'd have to come over to my yeah. side of the country and <laughs> jump into the, go down to the Gulf of Mexico, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Even maybe in that float tank. Um, I, I love the float yeah. tank because I, I don't even play the music. I just shut everything, the lights, the music, close it. And just, I feel like I'm in space, but that makes some people uncomfortable, but uh, yeah, that, I guess that water would be really cold. <laughs> and I, you know, I think people, I, I grew up as a competitive swimmer from fourth grade through college. And so I'm in the water all the time and I'm in a suit and, and uh, often a, competitive bathing suits are really, really skin tight. And you feel like you're exposing yourself in every which way. And I always felt vulnerable in that, in that way and critical of how my body looked. And even to this day, and I think a lot of people feel the same way when they think about going to the beach, it's like, oh gosh, I got to get into a bathing suit. How am I going to look in that? What are people going to think? Wouldn't it be great that we could go out and just not worry about that, that we could just be ourselves? Yeah, I've still got time, I think. But I mean, even going to like pools and stuff, I mean, what feels most comfortable what feels most comfortable and affirming of my gender identity and all that now is and again just so folks are a little bit clear especially if non-binary is new to them for me it just means i don't identify as a man or a woman however given how i have medically transitioned people when they look at me they assume i'm a guy and that's a very different experience from what I had as a kid, for example, of how I was socialized and everything and how people perceived me then. So I wear board shorts and I bought, like, I guess they call them a rash guard, where it's just like the top and it has like the short sleeves that like surfers and stuff would wear. And I do that. And so when I, anytime I go to a pool, a friend's house, doesn't matter how close we are, how, yeah, no, no one's seen me shirtless in that way. Like... It's, it's always with that. And it just makes me feel safer. I mean, part of it too is like, honestly, I'm so white. Like I have to like be real good with the sunscreen. So like if there's less of my body that I have to, you know, lather that onto because those are, you know, um, they protect you from the UV rays and, and all that, those rash guards, luckily. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it. I, when I think of that, that's like one of the most vulnerable things I could possibly do. And there's been at least two times I worked up the nerve to be shirtless, like on my Instagram account, which was also a big deal. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things where it wasn't like a post. It was a story. So it didn't last a long time and not everyone saw it. But that was like a way of me trying to own it. It's just hard to because... I'm not happy with my results. The surgeons I had weren't mm, good. Mm. And so you can tell something happened and it's it's just not right. And so that's it's just part of like the insecurity of it. So 
Do I need to find a way to love myself more with that? Absolutely. Am I working on it every day? Absolutely. Will everyone notice? Probably not, especially from further away. But when I think about how many times I've also been attacked for being trans, like on the street and stuff, um, like I said, it's just really hard to shake that off and not think that I'm not going to have those same problems on the beach too, especially shirtless so i love that idea and i would love to do that in like a lake even or something out here we'll we'll see i just it's just it's something where anytime i've seen other people on the internet doing that especially people in the trans community i just get so excited for them because i think it's such yeah yeah i think it's such a radical act of of self-love and self-confidence and everything and so i just i get a little bit jealous but mostly i have excitement and love for them and i think someday will be my day it's just if it's going to take me more time it's yeah it's going to take me more time so in divine timing you'll you'll be ready for it when you're ready for it and i i love that and i hope that it will be at the beach and that you will be embraced by the water and all that healing and just all that, the positivity, that energy that we get. And I wish that for you. And I'm sorry that you have to be concerned about your safety and all that. That's something that a lot of us don't really think about. We think just about the, our physical uh, attributes and, you know, do we look like we belong in Sports Illustrated or whatever. <laughs> and we're not really thinking about that safety aspect. And I, I appreciate you being uh, candid and vulnerable about that. Uh, that's one reason I wanted to invite you to the podcast, because like I said before, when we think of the beach, we, we think of all these positive, wonderful things. And it's not always a, a positive experience or, uh, you know, it just conjures up some some stuff. And I I like to explore that. I know that there are other people out there that can relate to that experience. And I really appreciate that. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us before we wrap it up? No, I think just, you know, if anyone sees any part of themselves in my story, you know, as as far as just anything I've shared in, in relation to the beach, I hope somehow this helps you feel seen or heard or validated in your experience. And fingers crossed, I'll get to the point where I'll just say, you know, to heck with what people think and just do it. And, you know, again, do it in a way where it feels as safe as possible for myself. And who knows, maybe I'll be one of those people that like... I don't know, (laughs) goes to like a nudist beach or something and just really embraces (laughs) being vulnerable. Probably not, but who knows? Life can take us on such interesting journeys. I've learned to not plan as much anymore and just be open to it because maybe I do get to that place someday. Who knows? I'm not. That's yeah, we'll we'll see. But I will say. Um, Paige, thanks for having me on and thank you for allowing me to share my story. Well, thank you. I am honored to to hear that story and uh, hold space for you in any way that I can. And I am a huge fan of your podcast. I've been binge listening episodes. You ask really great <laughs> questions. You have fabulous guests and it brings out a whole lot of 
really valuable information for, for everyone, I think, to be an ally in any way that we can. So I appreciate that. And I will have links to your podcast in the show notes. And I thoroughly in, encourage everybody to check it out. Allyship is a verb. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm just blushing on camera since oh. no one can see it. They probably need oh. to know that's happening. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're a beautiful soul, Chris Angel. You really are. Thank you for being here. And the beach is speaking. Are you listening? What a story, right? I was thinking about what I wanted to say after this conversation, and I began to laugh when I remembered that the theme song for my podcast is called Naked on the Beach. <laughs> so appropriate for today's episode, right? I had been toying around with the idea of changing the theme song, but now I think this might be a sign that I should keep it, at least for a little while longer. And as the sole creator of this podcast, I do all the editing, which means I can always take out parts of a conversation that seem irrelevant or maybe just don't go with the flow of the story. But when people get real, as pretty much all my guests do, I rarely have to do that. And Chris Angel's words were so heartfelt. I kept them all just as they would want the story to be told. And I am all the better for having heard it. I highly encourage you to check out Chris Angel's podcast, Allyship is a Verb. It's a great way to learn more about the LGBTQ community and how you can be an ally. I'll post all the links in the show notes. And last, this podcast was recorded using Squadcast. Both Chris Angel and I use the platform and love it. And if you're thinking about starting your own podcast and need a way to record quality content that your listeners will love... Use the link in the show notes to get started with a free trial. The Beach is Speaking. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beach Speaks. If you like what you heard, share the podcast with another beach lover. And speaking of sharing, I want to know how The Beach is Speaking to you. Share your favorite beach experience or story or why you love the beach so much. Maybe you have a beachy tip or two that you'd think other beach lovers might like to know. Ask a question or leave a review. Just leave me a voicemail. It's super easy. Or send me an email at page at thebeachspeaks.com. I'll post all of the links to this in the show notes. And if more beach is what you crave, visit thebeachspeaks.com or follow The Beach Speaks on Facebook and Instagram, where I post all my gorgeous sunrise photos and videos. It's another way for you to reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. The beach is speaking. Are you listening? <laughs>